Welcome to the Small Church Podcast, the podcast for church leaders who want to make a difference in their communities. We're your hosts, Tony Marr and Bruce Montgomery, and we're excited to be with you today. On this podcast, we'll be discussing the latest trends, strategies, and ideas for effective leadership in small-sized churches. So whether you're a pastor, a ministry leader, or a volunteer, this podcast is for you. Each week, we'll bring you interviews with experienced church leaders who have valuable insights to share. We'll also explore topics like team building, community outreach, spiritual growth, and much more. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration to help you lead your church with excellence, you've come to the right place. The Small Church Podcast is brought to you by Higher Ministries. Higher Ministries is an organization that exists to help Christian leaders in the churches they serve through coaching and consulting, all for little or no cost. For more information on Higher Ministries or to find out more about the Small Church Podcast, please visit HigherMinistries.com. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Small Church Podcast. Well, today is a very exciting edition of the Small Church Podcast. I am recording from here in my home office instead of being in the big studio. I've been gone all week on a trip with my family, went to Baltimore, Maryland, and took in a couple of baseball games, saw my beloved Los Angeles Dodgers take it to the Baltimore Orioles. Now, normally I'm a huge Baltimore Orioles fan. They're my favorite American League team, and I would cheer for them to win anytime they are playing unless they are playing the Dodgers. Uh, and so I'm in an especially good mood today as sitting here recording. Bruce is not with me today, but I have a guest with me today that I am crazy excited about. In fact, in all of the guests that we have had through the first several months of the Small Church Podcast, this is the most excited that I've ever been about a guest. Uh, this is the best guest that we have ever had on the podcast. And so if you are listening in for the first time, you are in for a treat. If this is your fourth, fifth, or twelfth time listening to the podcast, if you're a regular subscriber to the podcast, you are in for a, a very special treat today. In fact, let me let me back up and say that if you are not a subscriber to the Small Church Podcast, you want to go ahead and do that right now, whether you're listening on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, uh, wherever you're listening, go ahead and subscribe to the Small Church Podcast so that you can be sure that you get every episode when it drops on Tuesday mornings or whenever you feel like listening. So without any further ado, I want to introduce our special guest for this week's edition as we are talking about the role that a pastor's wife plays in ministry and in the life of a small church leadership. I am honored to welcome the best pastor's wife that I know, my very own spouse, my wife, Amanda Marr. Amanda, Thank you so much for taking time out of your incredibly busy life uh, to sit down here in our home to be my guest on the Small Church Podcast. How are you doing today? I am very happy to be here with you today, but I think that you've probably set everyone up um, to have way too high of an expectation of me. Not in any way. Yeah, in fact, I would say of all of our listeners uh, that we have, myself included, you probably have the most experience with podcasts as you are an avid podcast listener. I am an avid podcast listener. I enjoy having it on while I'm driving in the car. What are some of your favorite podcasts other than, of course, the Small Church Podcast? What are your, some of your favorite podcasts that you love to listen to? I do listen to the Small Church Podcast, but I also love the Rise Together Podcast. Um, it actually has ended now. It went back and started from the very beginning, and I still have about two years left to go. 
Um, but that's probably my favorite. So what is it that you enjoy about podcasts? I love listening to other people's techniques on just bettering yourself, becoming a better version of yourself and how to be better for the world around you. So the whole point of this podcast, as you know, because you subscribe, right, on, on Spotify, you're, you're a subscriber to our podcast and you listen fairly regularly. Uh, the point of this is to be a resource for small church leaders uh, in, in any capacity. And one of the most important roles in small church leadership that so often gets misunderstood and overlooked is the role of a pastor's wife. I won't even say that. I would say a pastor's spouse, because there there could be the, the role that that the the pastor, the, the minister, the leader in the church is a woman, and so then her husband takes on that role of a pastor's spouse. So maybe for the sake of, of going forward, we won't even say pastor's wife, we'll say the pastor's spouse. Uh, you have been a pastor's spouse, uh, you've been a leader in small churches in various capacities, and it's a it's a very unique role. Uh, you've been by my side in in working in small churches as well as large churches. Uh, but most recently, we spent uh, almost three years together in a role in a small church um, where I served as the interim minister through through a, a great time of transition for this church, and you served by my side in, in that role, and many times me by your side with you having to, to uh, be in, in that position. So why don't you take just a minute and for our listeners kind of explain and talk about what, what that role is as a pastor, as a church leader's spouse. I think some of the things that people overlook when they think through um, the responsibility of being a pastor spouse is just the weight that you carry for your spouse emotionally. I think it can be so taxing on a pastor to carry the weight of a church and um, their faith journey. And I think that it really is an emotional um, stressor, I guess would be a good way to put it. Um, Just watching your spouse carry the weight and the burden of that um, and the pressure in trying to just give a message every week that's going to be challenging and um, really grow people in their faith and know that people are going to come back and not always agree um, with what your spouse is teaching. And there's going to be feedback that is not always going to be positive. So I think just carrying that emotional role of um, praying for your spouse and just um, carrying them emotionally, trying to be an encouraging voice in their ear um, to overpower any negativity that could come in. I think that's so important. The other thing that I think comes into play is I think that sometimes you can feel an over-responsibility to jump into everything that's going on. I do enjoy serving, so sometimes that could be a little bit of a difficulty in, in creating some boundaries for myself and for our family um, just to not jump into every single role. I think that's why there are a body of believers, just because um, there's something that is an opportunity doesn't mean that it has to be filled by a pastor and their family. I want to back up a little bit to something that you just said. The emotional weight that a pastor carries on themselves and, and oftentimes can bring home with them how much of that do you sense? How much of that are you aware of? And how much of that do you think that you is projected onto you 
as the spouse of a ministry leader? I think you definitely tried not to project that on to your family, but I do think that as we um, just share everything together and share our um, feelings at the end of a day, that's definitely stuff that we process through together. And so I do think that a spouse takes that on as a responsibility, um, whether you intend to or not. I think that it's just a natural thing to feel the weight that your spouse carries. I think it's natural to assume those same responsibilities in your own heart and mind. How do you feel a small church, uh, which is a target audience for for our ministry here, how do you feel that a small church, the role of a pastor spouse in a small church, takes on even more weight? I think that the difficulty in that becomes just you know everyone at a deeper level So people's expectations of you are different. People feel, I think you feel more connected to a body of believers in a small church. I think that's one of the benefits of it. Um, You you know each other's families. You you have um, a closer relationship. So I think you do take on the weight of feeling like you need to be all things for all people um, in that role just because of the more intimate environment. Yeah, I think so too. One of the things that that we laugh about, joke about, and really speak out against uh, in our work with with higher ministries, one of the big things that we do is help churches in their in their search for a new staff position. It could be uh, their lead pastor, it could be a, a worship I- any staff position. And one of the big things that we try to talk about um, with churches, large or small, is that you are hiring this individual, not their spouse. But yet so often, especially in a small church setting, there almost seems to be an expectation on the pastor's spouse to serve alongside of them, to to take on a leadership role of their own. There's the, the old adage that, you know, does your spouse play piano or, or does your spouse um, sing in the choir? How did you feel about the expectations that maybe were verbally or non-verbally placed onto you in a ministry role? I think, first of all, that some of the expectation came from my own brain. So that can just speak to um, just how naturally that is put onto that role. I think that a lot of that came from my own expectation of myself, um, the guilt of, of feeling guilty if you're not there on a Sunday, if you're missing for some reason. Um, With my job in real estate, there were times that I had people in town and I'm missing a a Sunday morning service. And I, I know that you were getting the questions, oh, where's, where's your wife? Where's your wife? And so I do think that there is um, an expectation from people, of course, and I think people just um, enjoy each other. So sometimes I think that the expectation, though it can feel like the weight of work to a pastor's spouse, I think from the, um, just from the vantage point of the congregation, I think sometimes it's just that they enjoy getting to know your family and so they want them to participate in everything, but sometimes that can feel like a burden. Do you think that that's fair on the church and the members of the church to expect the, the pastor's spouse to have an active role in their spouse's ministry? I don't think that I think it's like you said, you're hiring the pastor. The pastor spouse isn't getting paid um, to to be at everything and show up at every event and serve at every opportunity. 
Um, I think that as you are watching a spouse grow in a ministry position, it's exciting to support that. But I do think that some of the things that kept us healthy are just natural boundaries that we already had in place that gave our family the freedom to not feel that expectation from you. So if it was being put on from other people, um, you definitely didn't make us feel the guilt in that for sure. Did you feel like there was an expectation from the church itself, the leadership of the church, the other people in the church, for you to take on a distinguishable leadership role in the church? Um, for, for the time of ministry that we were involved there, I don't feel like necessarily an active role, but they definitely... They definitely had the expectation of us being there every time doors were open and were disappointed when we were not. So um, jumping into a leadership role, no, I don't think that they had that that expectation, but I do think that there was disappointment if we weren't participating in things that um, they were that they were having on their calendar. Yeah. How do you talk for a, a minute about the role of a mom in ministry? How do you balance the the expectations that come the responsibilities that come with being involved in ministry and also personal life at home i think that part of the biggest difficulty um, in the role of having a pastor as a spouse is the feeling um two two different um vantage points for that's a for that as well. I think number one, feeling protective over your children. Kids do, um, they are kids and they make choices that sometimes aren't exactly what we would choose. And I think knowing that there is sometimes judgment in those types of things, I felt protective over our children during certain seasons of life. Um, we went through some difficult things and I just felt protective over them um, through those seasons. But the other thing is balancing. I think the thing that is really difficult is um, choosing to have quality time with your kids at home when there are things like funerals and taking meals, um, if there's a death or a surgery, or and just finding the time to balance my own job, my own kids um, and household responsibilities, and feeling as though I'm being a person that is supporting the church and um, the situations that they have going on there. I do feel like that was a, a, a very difficult responsibility, especially, especially for my personality type. So how do you, what are some strategies that you would have for other people out there that you have, have learned over the years that you have uh, identified that you have maybe learned from another podcast that some strategies that you have for maintaining a healthy work life balance in the context of a pastor spouse's role? I think the biggest thing that I had to tell myself is I don't have to be present or, um, responsible for every single need that comes up. If there is, I am, I have the tendency to, if I hear, oh, they need food for, for this event or for this, um, sad situation, I have the tendency to jump right in and I've learned to sit back a little bit. Like, does this work for my week? If it works for my week, wonderful. I love to be in that supporting role, but if, if it doesn't work for my week, saying no is okay. You can say no sometimes. You can say this actually doesn't work for my schedule or for the schedule of my family. I have an event to be at for my children. You know, there's a volleyball game or there's a baseball game. 
um, that I need to be at tonight to support my kids. And so I'm going to let other people in the church stand up and, and represent Jesus well in those moments. Yeah, that's great. Do you feel like that's something that is practical for every ministry spouse? I don't know how practical. I think depending on the role, I feel like um, for your for your mental health, I think it's a great choice. It's just being able to sometimes prioritize your family. I think there are things that come up, emergencies um, that can come up in life that sometimes, you know, trump sitting at home, you know, watching a movie with your family on the couch. But I think that knowing what's really important to your kids um, and not missing out on those things, um, you know, just to go drop off a dinner or sit in on a meeting, I think is a good balance to learn. And I do think it's practical to help keep your um, family happy with your schedule as well. I want to kind of shift gears a little bit and, and spend some time talking about your support of your spouse in ministry. So so for the spouses that are out there listening, in the support that they have of their spouse on ministry, we touched a little bit on this before, but as a church leader, I know that every time I'm driving home from a church service or a board meeting or a difficult conversation, there's always that, there's always that dilemma in our, in our minds of, do we share this with our spouse or do we not? Because we know that whatever feelings we have are going to be projected onto you. And anything that, that we're dealing with, that we're going through, you're going to experience those same feelings that I project. And so if I'm having a particularly difficult time with an individual or a family or another leader in the church or something that's happened or gone on, there's this, there's this dilemma of do I share this experience with you or do I just simply take, keep that to myself not to not to sway or encourage or pollute your view and your thoughts on our church or a certain individual or leader or situation. What are your thoughts on that? I think some of the things that you face as a pastor, as far as, let's say, pushback on some interpretation of scripture that you had in a message on a Sunday morning, I have a little more freedom in my own mind to hear those things um, and not feel defensive for you. I know that things can be taken as um, different interpretations depending on on the way that someone is processing it. So things like that, just someone coming out and just being um, negative and and just gross towards people, which sometimes happens. I do have a harder time of um, separating that, but I do feel like one of the things I guess that's just beneficial in my personality is I'm able to um, just put things like that out of my mind and, and be able to act normal in a situation. I know that that not everyone feels that way, um, but I do think that there are certain things that are easier to forgive and work through in your own mind um, as you're defensive for your spouse than, than other things for sure. How do you feel that you need to be in babying me, uh, for a lack of a better term, and my feelings? I feel, I guess I feel overly sensitive um, about things that go on, on especially on a Sunday morning if we're driving home from church and somebody's given you some pretty negative feedback. I think I haven't always done this well, but I've really learned um, and try to apply 
to our marriage just to be a listener sometimes that you got you don't always need my opinion on it you just sometimes need to be able to say something to get your frustration out and move on with your life you're you are surrounded by people with opinions so that's not always something that you need out of your spouse one of the things that you and I have talked about a lot in our marriage in our friendship in our personal journey together is the fact that you are the closest person to me. And so a byproduct of that and a negative aspect of that is that you get a lot of my hurt. And so things that bent up, pent up frustration and and disappointment in situations that have taken place, the things that, that I'm not allowed to lash out at, uh, at other people that I would maybe like to say, I come home and you get the brunt of that. Uh, and so in, in knowing that, as, as unfair as that is, but as relationally common as that is in marriage relationships, uh, do you, does that give you a little bit more of an understanding of, of some of the stressors that, that I'm dealing with, or do you feel like it's just an, an unfair brunt that you're having to bear? I think it would be true in any um, work stressors. I think that you probably receive the same thing from me in my real estate business. So I think that just remembering that as you are coming home and decompressing after working hard to write a, me a message that people are going to enjoy and receive and be changed by, and then sometimes hearing more criticism, um, even than positive feedback, I think that it's just knowing that today I need to leave you alone and let you do something that just allows your brain to um, unplug. I think sometimes we just need to learn to let our spouse unplug and not everything needs to be talked through. And yeah, I need to have more grace for sure in the bad days that you have with, with things that concern um, other people's opinions of you. Is that hard for you to do in seeing your husband who, who you love hurting and struggling with something that you want being, uh, being the best friend, being the, the life and ministry partner, want to jump in and help, and yet you know that sometimes it's, it's best for you to just give some space. For sure. And I think it's the same um, giving you space. Also, I think it's the same um, feeling and just wanting to fight battles for you sometimes. You sometimes just want to pick up the phone and call people and remind them how hard um, pastors work and, and the pressure of, of being a pastor, especially in a small congregation where everyone feels empowered to just um, have conversation with you regardless of their opinion or their viewpoint of you. I, it is hard sometimes not to want to just um, pick up the phone and fight those battles for you. How hard is it for you to not do that? Um, it's hard. It's hard for sure. Um, it's definitely not something I would do because I, I realize um, how negatively that could impact you. And I think just knowing that, again, I'm not a paid staff person, so I need to understand my role in that. It's not my battle to fight. I just need to try to counter that with um, being a good spouse. I want to throw a curveball at you right now. We 
we sat down before we started recording and we kind of looked at our outline for this episode and, and asked if you had any questions about anything we were going through. And this is not on the outline here, but it just came to mind. And, and so I want to throw a curveball at you. So I apologize uh, for this in advance. We've dealt with before with other people on ministry teams that we've been a part of. The, this whole thought process behind how responsible is the spouse of a church leader for their, how should I put this, for the way that they portray themselves, their family, and the church. Uh, so, so we've seen before where a, a, a spouse of a church staff person has said something in the halls of the church or on social media that has caused problems for the the church leader. And the church leader says, I'm not my spouse. I'm not responsible for what they say. But yet what they say has had a detrimental effect on the church as a whole and on the leader's ability to lead. How responsible do you think that a leader's spouse is for their life, their words, their actions, their interactions outside of the church? I think that looking at this um, as a ministry role, but also looking at it just in um, just the general journey of life, that if I, if you got online today and said that you thought that Keller Williams was a terrible company and you didn't know why anyone would use them to sell their home, that would have a majorly negative impact on um, my reputation with Keller Williams, and I would be so mad at you, and you would know about it. So I think that we all have the responsibility as believers in Jesus to um, try to portray Jesus in, in our actions and in our words and in our behavior and getting on and arguing on social media or fighting people in the halls of the church is not helpful. So I do think there's an accountability and it's not just an accountability um, as a pastor spouse. It's an accountability as a believer just to protect um, our witness, the witness of our family, and not to be something that causes, um, you know, strife within um, the community of, of Christians. One of the things that, that we see a lot out of uh, other ministry leaders that we work with is the spouse saying things on social media that are in defense of their spouse. Um, someone has said something, and so they'll take to defend <clears throat> their spouse, excuse me, they'll take to defend their spouse on social media, and then it ends up backfiring and causing much more trouble. What would your advice be to a, a ministry spouse who sees comments or hears comments about their their husband or their wife and just simply wants to defend the person that they love? I think back um, from ministry from a long time ago, a verse that sticks to my mind is, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And I think that sometimes we just need to keep our mouths shut. I think that having a... Um, I think social media really has a very negative impact on people's bravery. I think that when you're sitting behind a screen, it's easy to have a fight or have um, the ability just to not be as careful with our words as we would be if we were sitting looking someone directly in the face. So 
I, I really, I would say, hold your tongue, um, have someone in your life that you can have a conversation with, that you can um, vent your feelings, that's a safe space, and get out your frustration, find an activity that gets out some energy, get a workout in, go for a walk, um, do something that brings you joy and just can shift your mind because if we just chase chase every battle around, we're going to be exhausted. You're just going to be mentally exhausted. I think that that comes with being in leadership as a whole a lot of times. And, and how, how would you feel it's important? Being a, a spouse of a ministry leader is often a very lonely place. Uh, you can feel like you're isolated. You can feel like you're living in a fishbowl, uh, that everyone is analyzing you and your family and your kids. When, when you're walking into church, everyone's looking at, at how your kids are behaving, how your kids are acting, how your kids are dressing, how your kids are paying attention and responding, and do they know the memory verses? Do they know everything that's going on? And it can really feel like all eyes are pointed and directed on you and judging you and assessing you. And so living under that, guys, true or not, whether or not it's the reality or just a perceived reality that the, the ministry spouse has, there's a lot that comes with that. There's a lot of pressure, um, either self-put pressure or external pressure. It's very important in that role, a role that's often overlooked, that the ministry spouse is emotionally, spiritually, physically taking care of themselves. How important do you think self-care and well-being is for a pastor's spouse? I think it's critical in most areas of life, and especially in in areas of life where we do have all of that extra um, weight of stress and responsibility. I think that um, just having your mental health be in check, knowing when you need a break, um, taking those breaks, figuring out the things that I think everyone needs to know, what brings them joy. Um, one of the things that that I hear a lot in um, just growth platforms is um, having a morning routine and ritual of um, writing down gratitude and just knowing the things that you're grateful for and what fills your cup and meditating on those things just to keep your mind in a place that's healthy. It, it can become very easy to just be suffocated by the negativity, especially when there's trouble. Um, we survived going through COVID um, and all of the different beliefs of everyone throughout the, the world on what's the responsible thing to do. Should churches meet? Should they not? There was always, no matter what you chose, someone hated your choice and you heard about it. And I think if you, it's like that in so many things with ministry, if you um, continue to move forward in the path that you feel like God is leading you and, and leading you to take your church, you're going to have um, people that just distract from that and, and really can become a negative source in your brain. So I think just finding the time to fill your brain more with positive um, I heard a thing the other day that said this man went and stood in front of a, a crowd of people and something like 150,000 people rose to their feet and cheered for them. And when he left the auditorium that day, one guy told him he sucked as he drove down the road and that was all he could talk about. So one guy overpowered the positive of 150,000 people. So just knowing where your weak spots are um, for just 
becoming down and being discouraged and really counteracting that with things that help you to reflect on the good in your life. Will you take a minute, Amanda, and share some of the joys of being a pastor's spouse? I think that one of the things that's that's just um, the most fun is when people come up and tell me how talented they think you are. Um, I think that you by far translate the Bible and, and relay it in a way that brings it to life to people better than anyone I've ever heard. So I have that own feeling my, in my own heart. And I think when people um, celebrate that with me after a service or when I hear from them, wow, I've never um, had that impact me th- in this way, or that means so much to me. I love um, watching your gift change people's life. So that is a huge joy in my heart. I just, um, I love getting to watch people uh, see scripture come alive because of your ability to share it with the world. So I love that. I also just, I love coming alongside people. One of the things that I enjoy in life is just jumping in with people um, to be an encouragement. And whether that's, you know, praying with a family who's going through a hard time or hugging and sitting with someone who's gone through a loss or even celebrating the good things that that people's families are going through. I just love coming alongside people. And I think that sometimes in this role, um, people allow you in at a different level than they would if you weren't. Um, I think everyone know, feels like they know you as a pastor. You're up in front of them every week. You're sharing. You're um, being vulnerable, and I think people feel like they really know you and connect with you. And I think sometimes that comes with people really feeling connected to the spouse, um, even if the spouse doesn't have that same feeling of connectedness. I, I think it allows an open door for you to be able to really love on people at a deep level, and I really enjoy that. As a spouse, how does it make you feel when I talk about you or our family from the stage? I guess depending on the story, sometimes it's nice for people to um, know how you feel about your wife and your kids. I think that's a fun thing to hear when you're sharing about um, your love for your family. Sometimes you're vulnerable and you share about things that are difficult for us. And I think that's I think that can be a hard um, place, but I think that allowing myself to step back and see that this might be beneficial to somebody else really could um, take something that could be a difficult place in our life and and turn it for good. And that's that's an encouraging thing as well. I want to take just a minute and, and share some of the things that I think that you have done incredibly well that I think that other ministry spouses can learn from. And beyond the fact that you're just an incredible support uh, to me in my various ministry roles that, that I've had um, throughout the course of our marriage and the flexibility that you have to show in everything, your, your ability to see the big picture, oftentimes when I can't, your ability to many times bring me back on track when I've maybe lost my focus or lost my way. I can remember uh, one time a year or so ago, maybe a little longer than that, that you and I were, were it was our date night, and we are very uh, religious about our date night and how important our date night is. And someone had called that it was not someone that we had a, a deep relationship with, 
um, and said that they had a, a family member who wanted to be baptized and they wanted me to baptize them. They didn't want to do it on a Sunday morning at church uh, because of some some issues that they had that they needed it to be a private ceremony at the church and wanted to know if we could do it. Uh, and they wanted to do it on our date night, right in the middle of when our date night should be. And so uh, we went, we did this, you and I together, we go, we, we run in and, and I'm trying to tell you, okay, we're just, we're just going to be quick. We're going to go in, we're going to do this, we're going to get this done, it's going to be cool, it's going to be quick, and we're going to be off to dinner um, and a show and, and spending time together. And what, what I had thought was going to be 15, 20 minutes ended up turning into two hours as we spent time with the family beforehand. Uh, we had some technical difficulties with the baptistry not being heated, and it was ice cold, and, and that turned into a whole uh, a whole spectacle there. Um, and then afterwards, they invited us to stay and, and have cake and celebrate with them. And the whole time, I'm getting frustrated because I know how important our date night is not only to you, but to me as well. And, and now we're having this interruption that's taking place of our date night. And we finally, two hours later, we leave the church, we get in the car and we're leaving and I'm just apologizing over and over. And you looked at me and you said, are you kidding? There is nothing that I would have rather done tonight than have been a part of this with you. Um, that someone's eternity was just uh, secured because of this. And that is far more important than any movie than we would have gone to. And just your constant support, your, your constant reminder to me of what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it, uh, is something that, that I am incredibly grateful to you towards, but also something that I want to make sure that other ministry spouses who might be listening here that, you are our greatest voice. You are the loudest voice in our head, and your encouragement um, is sometimes that that thing that we need to keep us going or to pull us back on track. You are one of the few voices that can speak into our lives um, and into our hearts at the same time. Uh, and so. Uh, Keep your spouse on track. Uh, keep your spouse moving forward. Um, love them, encourage them, uh, but also make sure that they keep their eyes focused where it needs to be focused. Um, Amanda, anything else that, that you would want to say to pastor spouses out there that may be listening today? I think con just continue to find the good, continue to find the good in your spouse, to find the good in yourself. Um, look for the good in your kids, let things go. Um, one of our boys, sometimes the way he dresses when he goes to church, he looks like he's crawled out of bed. Um, I try to pick my battles with things and just remember that we are showing up. We are um, there. My husband is helping to grow other people. And I just think it's important to just continue to try to keep your mind focused on what really does matter and just let go of the small stuff. There's so much small stuff. Yes, it is. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. 
want to thank my very special guest, Amanda, for joining me sitting down in our home studio to talk about something that I know is very near and dear to her heart. If you're a ministry spouse and you would like to find out more about how Higher Ministries can help you navigate that journey, connecting with other ministry spouses and getting great resources and advice on how to live your best life and be the best support and ministry partner that you can be, visit HigherMinistries.com or find us on Facebook. We want to thank you for listening. Be sure that you subscribe to the Small Church Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to tune in next week for the latest edition of the Small Church Podcast as we welcome another guest into our studio for a very, very exciting conversation about small church growth, leadership, and opportunities. Have a great rest of your day.